Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to episode 99, our last two-digit episode number. Uh, Aaron Donald, Charlie Conway. Ooh, that's a good one. The Charlie Warren Sapp. Is he 99? I think so. Wasn't Warren Sapp 99? Yeah, but I like the Charlie Conway episode better. The Charlie Conway episode. Yeah. The child hockey player. Yeah. Well, fictional child hockey player, but yeah. All so, right. We'll go with fake sports, 99. Um, for those of you who did not know, you were in the dark if you're listening to this, but our merch store came out, was live last week. Thanks to everyone who has bought stuff, which some of you, I know, said that we're going to, and I know you haven't yet. So if you're listening to this and that's you, know, just know that I know that you know that I know that it's you. <laughs> and so go out and buy something because every day I check and I see our friendship dwindling down the drain. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, people are just probably taking their time. We've uh, er, People have bought stuff so far. People that we didn't expect to buy stuff bought stuff. People who um, hadn't bought anything bought anything. I mean, if you want it, you know, check it out. If uh, I'm wearing it tonight. Um, I'm rocking the hoodie. I will say, if you're going to buy a hoodie, I'm probably guessing really any shirt at all. I would maybe go a size up. Um, I usually wear a large in hoodies, and it fits good. It's a little like short in the torso, like it's short in the torso, like it doesn't go down as far as I'd like, and I probably won't be able to dry it. So if you like your shit to fit bigger, I would maybe yeah. size up. Not only that, but like a lot of the stuff that we that is on the shop is either 50 or 100% cotton. So regardless of how it fits when it comes in, even if it is a little big, whenever you wash it and dry it, it'll fit great. But uh, side note, other than how it fits, if you're waiting for us, because we've been releasing stuff like day by day, we think of something create something new. If you're waiting for us to drop something and that's why you haven't bought it, let us know if there's something you'd want to see that we think might relate to more than just you. We might think about creating it uh, or putting it in there. But other than that, like we're not going to be coming out with like five, 10 t-shirt designs every week. Yeah. I mean, we said last week we'd roll out a bunch of stuff and like, it's pretty much to the point now where we may add a few here and there, but I mean, we got a new cop, uh, a new Copkins shirt, which is sick. Um, Big fucking play he made this week, so that was kind of crazy. Um, got a Teddy Two Glove shirt for the year Carolina Panthers fans. We got a Bryson DeChambeau shirt, um, the Fairway Bomber. Uh, what and else? Dalvin we got Cook. Dalvin Cook, which is a, I think that's a really cool, sh- cool shirt. 
the DK Metcalf with the the binky pacifier, um, even though he got shut the fuck down on Sunday by Jalen Ramsey. I just, it's, there's only so much we can make. We're not going to make like something for every single player that you could ever imagine. We're going to try to whenever we think of something that's absolutely awesome that we wanted that in there. But for now, we feel pretty comfortable with where it's at. So if you're waiting on something, let us know. If not, go ahead and order if you have your eye on something. Uh, but regardless of the fact, that's open. It's awesome. We got our shirts in the mail today. I know Not shirts or hoodies. I, got my, hoodie. I just got one hoodie today. Yeah, Jersey's got one hoodie. I got a hoodie and a T-shirt. But they look good. Um, we're excited to have that in and for that to go out to you guys. Uh, total unrelated note. New social media feature today got added on to Twitter. What is it? Twitter, like fleets, Twitter freight fleets, fleets. That's what it is. Freight fleet. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, pointless. It's just another thing that gives me so like I'm, I have like, I think I have a slight case of ADD and like social anxiety, not social anxiety, but just like anxiety. So like I cannot log onto a social media app and see all those fucking circles at the top of my screen and not click through them. I told Travis earlier today, like when Instagram added stories, like they were kind of cool at the beginning, but now I can barely get on Instagram because I spend an hour clicking through all my fucking stories before I get to the actual feed. So I still even get on it. Now Twitter's the same way. Like I get on Twitter for quick news, not to check fucking stories or fleets, whatever the hell you want to call it. It really defeats the, I feel like it just really defeats the whole point of Twitter. Cause like you're getting on there to just like read stuff, read updates. You're not getting on there to, look at pictures or read pictures of, with words on them. Yeah. Like a lot of them, one that's all like ESPN and like some of the, like the big sports accounts I follow today. So they took screenshots of their tweets and put them in their fleets or whatever. I'm like, this is well, kind of, it's kind of like what you can do with Twitter or with Instagram where you can put your tweet as a fleet. <laughs> what? Like you put, you can yeah. put your tweet as a fleet to where it like, hyperlinks to it where you like click on the little thing and it sends you there like we did it today with our dalvin cook shirt i just wanted to see how it works but at like at the end of the day like how many people are gonna see that i don't know man i mean it sucks all social media is becoming the same the only one honestly that's crazy to me to say this right now that has any differentiator in the space is tiktok like that is the one spot where it's not like any other social media platform out there. And I'll tell you how many people actually saw that our fleet today. We have over 700 followers and only 18 people saw it. So that's how pointless it is. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, it's just, they're trying to be like every other, you know, like our buddy Sean Malone said, fuck your stories. Give us an edit option on our tweets. Like that's all we want. Yeah. But that's what we want. We wanted to cover a little bit of that. Cause you know, got to cover a little bit of the, uh, cultural world in there regardless of that Jarrett was on his way back to even had to get his way back to even by the end of november and this weekend did not help him out at all started out good thursday and started out good on thursday night and then dude like surely it can't just be you slash us having mediocre or bad weeks no it's not but uh, and I feel like just NFL in a nutshell lately has just been brutal. Yeah, I mean, not, neither of us 
had a good week in the NFL for three or four weeks. I want to know how many people this weekend had public money in the Packers and they just completely shit the bed against the Jaguars. Well, I didn't like the 14. That line was way too big for the Packers to begin with. I fucking bought them down in a teaser by seven points and they still didn't cover. So, I mean, yeah. yeah I, I saw a lot of people tease them, uh, but I wouldn't have touched the 14 with a 10-foot pole. And obviously, for good measure. Other than that, like – you just have so many teams that you never know which team is going to show up to play. Yeah. I mean, it's just – it is what it is. I mean, so for all you listeners out there, I have two weeks to basically make 16 units back. 16 units. It's pretty much impossible. So just to get keep thinking those punishments. I will say we got Thanksgiving next week, which we'll, we always put out more lines – for Thanksgiving because we have three games on Thursday. You got the Sunday night game. So we're basically putting out five automatic lines and some additional shit out there. So, um, you know, there's some, there's some opportunity to bounce back. I'm not going to count. I'm not going to, I told Travis today, like I'm not holding my breath. I'm fully ready for a punishment. Um, whether it be whatever you guys choose to be, I, I had two good ideas, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see at the end of the month. Yeah. And, uh, regardless of whether he makes it or not, it, it'll be a fun ride these next two weeks trying to track it unless you just don't even get close this week, in which case the next week will just kind of be. If I claw my uh, way back and get underneath 10 units this week, there's a slim. It'll be some hope. Yeah. It'll be some hope. Well, here's a little food for thought for you heading in. I know we have Degenerates Digest coming up in a little while, but top two NFL teams against the spread. They're actually tied for first. Pittsburgh Steelers, Miami Dolphins. Woo! Both seven and two against the spread. You want to know crazy? Like those are two teams that are in the playoffs. New York Giants Dude, are the third team at seven and three. They're, they're, they were on my card last weekend, and they won. They covered. Yeah. Should have picked them fucking straight up. They whooped the shit out of the Eagles. I mean, people keep joking around and saying that's the best – like I think someone had said on the leading up to the broadcast on Sunday, that's the best two and seven team in the league. And I mean, they're probably not fucking wrong. To be honest with you, like they're probably not. wrong. Uh, I think the the Chargers would like to have a word. Okay, you're right there, but <laughs> they are not as bad as the record indicates. Is kind of what I was getting at there. No, I mean it's crazy. Like we said, like good teams win, great teams cover. Uh, Cincinnati's in the top seven. They're six and three against the spread. Yeah. There's just teams that are good to bet on that just aren't good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, it is. So we will get to that later on. Um, week ten happened, obviously in the NFL. Um, there's some teams that are going in the complete wrong way. Looking at you, Chicago Bears lost four in a row. Oh, dude, Chicago Bears. It it's painful. That the whole that that night on Monday, that game was painful to watch. They if they like, I didn't I, even hardly watch it. I I unfortunately watched a lot, watched pretty much all of it. I had Chicago plus three and a half, and um, the way that game played out, I tweeted it out. If they had any resemblance of an offense, they would have won that game by two scores. Like any, like any resemblance of like the fact they had going into like somewhat one of their drives in the fourth quarter, they had fucking three total yards of offense. Three. 
Like that is just horrendous. I mean, they had they had fourteen yards in the whole second half. How you even let uh, Nick Foles go out there for another drive after the third quarter is beyond me. Like the, that is still a ball game. It was. Well, I, still did, a I, game. Didn't, I didn't know Mitch Trubisky wasn't active, but still. Regardless, like regardless, I don't care who is on the bench. Nick Foles has not been it for the last God knows how many weeks, but he's not been it. He's not been able to move the ball down the field. You don't have a running back. You got to just try to switch things up because what, what's going to happen? What's the worst case scenario? You lose. Congratulations. You were going to do that anyway. It was so infuriating to watch them like try it. Like they, like I, I texted Travis or something. I'm not even a Bears fan. As a matter of fact, I fucking hate everything from Chicago, but I'm not even a Bears fan. I bet on them. Whatever, not a big deal. I had a unit on them. Um, it was so I, – I was getting angry about their play calling. It was so fucking infuriating to watch. Like, why are you lining up Cordell Patterson in the backfield like a running back? You're running the fucking wildcat. Like, uh, oh, and then, like, every time Nick Foles would drop back, look like a fucking frumpy, dumpy, Napoleon Dynamite-looking motherfucker until he injured his back like Old Man River. I mean – like not only that, but they would get a good, they would get finally get a good grain, good gain on the ground on first down. And then they'd have second medium, second short, and then they'd try to run it again and just get stuffed. I'm like, yeah, that, and the amount of times that their special team set them up in good field position. First of all, that's the one touchdown that scored all night was on a fucking kick on a kick return. So they can thank Cordell Patterson for that's that. Very sad. Yeah. And then, Numerous times they returned punts and or kicks to the 40, to their own 40 or, or, or more, like sometimes close to the 50. And they would just like, at that point, you have to get 15 yards roughly if you're at the 50 to kick it, to attempt a field goal. And they couldn't even fucking do that. Like, it's just, it's pathetic. If I was a Chicago Bears fan, I would take a fucking long walk off a fucking short bridge. That's what I would do. (laughs) Long walk into... I don't even know what lake's up there. Was that Lake Lake Michigan? Michigan. Yeah. Fucking um, stupid. You think you're mad about the Bears game? Think about Browns fans. Nick Chubb. What are you doing? Like I mean, he's winning the if it's game. A tie, if, no, I get running out of bounds if it's a tie game. Or like or like if you're up one and they have a possibility to score in twenty seconds to tie it up. But the fact that you have missed, you've missed six weeks of the season as, you know, one of the top running backs in the NFL. And then you have a giant 60-yard run to cap off the game and you just bounce out of bounds at the one-yard line. Like, I didn't bet the Browns. Uh, I have Nick Chubb on a fantasy team of mine, but it didn't really affect that the week. But if that would have, I would have been absolutely furious. You can't blame the guys. Todd like, Gurley does like, that is the pussiest, of most pussy football I've ever seen. You just you you don't want to score. You don't. There's there was one touchdown in the whole fucking game, and you had already had it. Why not get another one? Yeah, man. Speaking of that, Houston is atrocious. They're so bad. Oh, you can. I get there was it was very windy and wet in Cleveland because that was a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, well, they delayed the game for a minute. But how you can not put up more than three points against Cleveland Browns secondary when you have that many weapons. Uh, 
team. I think it's about time the Texans Texans just blow it down. Yeah, so if you want if you had to pick two teams that as of week ten, like that are trending in the complete wrong direction, obviously the Bears. And again, honestly, to me, like you gotta give Matt Nagy the the Bill O'Brien of the Week award again. Like absolutely. Like they should have won that game. Uh, you, you, um, you I was actually – I was going to go a different way. I was going to do uh, Harbaugh. That game, that was a fucking monsoon, dude. Like, that was just – it was – Okay, you're going to let Cam Newton drive the ball all over you, but the 6-2 and two Ravens can't move the fucking ball against the Patriots? The conditions there were just so out of the ordinary. Matt, the, like I told you just now, like if they had – any resemblance. But Matt Nagy wasn't calling the plays. So they say, which I do not believe. <laughs> so they say. Seriously, it looks like it's this. He's like, you know what? I'm going to hand it over to this guy just so he doesn't look bad. But when it looks good, he's like, you know what? I look good because I handed it over to this guy. Like, he, like it's just that whoever, whoever, you know, we should give the fucking Bill O'Brien the week award to whoever's calling the plays in Chicago because it's been atrocious. Let's do, let's do the Chicago coaching staff in general. Except for their defense, except for um, except for their defensive coordinator uh, Chuck Pagano. He's amazing. Yeah, I mean that that's just so sad. Like you have possibly the best defense in the NFL, and it's just going to waste. Like that is like the teams like the Ravens, the Seahawks, the Packers would kill for a defense like that. I mean, the Ravens have a decent defense. Pissing it, yeah, it sure hasn't seemed like it in the last few weeks. I think the I think the problem with the Ravens is more their offense than their defense. That's my opinion. I think Lamar well, Jackson is being wrong, teams trending in the wrong direction, like you said. Slash, I had on mine like teams that I think are frauds. Uh, the Ravens were mine. They just they're six and three now. Like they're a six seed. They're behind. Seven. No, no seven. They're they're behind yeah. the Dolphins. That once once thought of as the best team in the AFC, now a seven seed. So they're one of mine. The Seahawks are one of mine. Again, another team that was thought of as best team in the NFC. Now also six and three, lost three of their last four. Uh, barely beat the 49ers. And then another team uh that needs to turn around quick is the Tennessee Titans. Yep, I I've called the Tennessee Titans frauds, and you 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 can back me up on this since day one. I mean, they beat some good teams. They they played some good games. I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying all those teams are bad and they're not going to make the playoffs. Just those three teams have got to figure something out. The Tennessee Titans are so one dimensional. If you can figure out how to stop Derrick Henry, which the Colts completely and absolutely did on Thursday night. You are, and you can, and if you can force Ryan Tannehill to beat you with his arm, you're going to live with that because Ryan Tannehill is coming off that 16 game high he had from being in a new organization. He's coming back down to being the fucking Ryan Tannehill that you and I both know from the Miami Dolphins. He's garbage. So, yeah, I mean, then when you think about it, I mean, you just said you stopped. Derrick Henry and you kind of take the whole offense out of the equation. The Ravens get healthy and uh, get some players back on the defense this week. The ten- the Titans go into Baltimore and then into Indianapolis. And then they play the Browns who you might think, yeah, the Browns don't have a great defense, but their line is great. 
The Browns have a better defense and have a better offense. So I, I agree with all those teams that are training in the wrong direction. I'll go with mine that are training in the right direction, absolutely at the fucking right time. We, I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, it's the Miami Dolphins. I mean, they've won fucking five games in a row. Um, they're whooping teams' ass. This, you know what separates the Miami Dolphins from every other team in the league is their special teams play. Like, I feel like yeah, – sp- I mean, just, just the ability to create opportunities that not a lot of teams can. Yeah. And, like, if you can – like if not, and then the, what they're doing right now is not putting the pressure onto it, like not relying on him to win every single game. So the Miami Dolphins are training in the, in the right direction for me. Um, another team that for me is training in the absolute right direction until Drew Brees went down with an injury was the Saints. I still think they can they can probably get by a cup for a couple of weeks with with Jameis Winston, but that defense has totally turned a to total one eighty. I think it's that their defense has turned turned it around. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, like, I'm excited to see what Jameis does. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I think that he is going to only open up. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. More like offensive possibilities. Like you're talking yeah, I mean, about a dude who led the league in passing yards last year. Yeah, hopefully brings Mike Thomas to life for my fan for one of my fantasy teams, but I'm just hope, I'm hoping they let him do what he does. If they limit him and try to really force Kamara and Latavius Murray in like these dump off passes, like because that's not what he does. If they let him have the playbook that he needs, I think New Orleans could be just not as good, maybe if not better than what they are with Drew Brees. Yeah, my thing with that is, is like they can't, they can't afford to be conservative because fucking Tampa Bay is breathing right down their neck in the division. So they can't like just be like, you know what? We're going to be conservative. We're going to be okay going one and two or two and one over the next three weeks while Drew Brees is out. Could be longer than that. I mean, the dude has broken ribs on both sides in a collapsed lung. Like that is no joke. So um, that's that was for me. I don't know the extent of his injury. It's got to be. A while, if not the rest of the season. Yeah. Also, a team for me that's trending up in the right direction is Arizona. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> a hell of a play to beat the Bills on. Was that Sunday afternoon? Yeah. Yeah. It was right. It was like yeah. after the Dolphins game, which was huge for us, too, because we're only a half game back of the Bills now. Yeah. But the Cardinals, they're playing good, their offense is good. Kyler Murray, like, they're one of those teams, though, that I can't really figure out. When they're on, they're on. But 
sometimes their offense can't figure it out and their defense lets up big plays. Uh, I mean, they're six and three for a reason. So one more for me, Minnesota. Turning in the right direction. I'm not sold on Minnesota just yet. I mean, they're still four and five. Yes, they are going in the right direction, but they beat the Texans, the Lions, and the Bears. They have a good win against the Packers. We'll see how I mean, they've they've had a really tough road. I will give them that. And it gets easier for them, too. These next three weeks are going to be their defining moment. Cowboys, Panthers, Jags. They won all three of those. They can win all three of those, then I'll be sold that the Vikings might be playoff contenders. But until then, Bears, I think, are going to get last place in that division. Yeah, man. I think they're falling below the lines. Okay. Well, now Nick Foles is hurt. He's probably done for the year. He got carted off. If they bring Mitch Mitch Trubisky wants to play for that team. No, fuck. I wouldn't either. Like, you, you bench me for this guy and then watch some shit in his hand for four weeks. And you, now all of a sudden. We were five and two, right? No. Five, five and one. Three and one. Five and one. And you, you bench me? No, they've won a game with Nick Foles. He came in in the second half and they won. Yeah. So, like, you bench me for this man and, and really haven't done shit since. I'm not playing for you. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. But if you're competitive, that's not how you think. So, anyway. Going on too long about who's trending up and who's down. You guys get the gist of it. Um, we're going to do two things before we roll into the generous digest. We haven't done one of these in a few weeks. We're going to do a fantasy start sit for week 11. Um, a lot of you guys only have three weeks left to get that playoff push. And if you're in a position like Travis and I in one league where we have divisions in a 10-team league, him and I are in the same division, we have four teams that are at five and five in the same division. So these last three weeks are critical. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's if if you're out of it, if you're out of the playoffs, uh you this is what I think about fantasy football. Like even if you're out of the playoffs, don't just like not care. You could be playing someone that is making a playoff push and you could just completely ruin their season, which is awesome by beating them. I mean in my eyes. I don't think anyone's truly right at it. like if you're in a smaller league, like a ten, twelve man league. I don't think anyone's truly out because, like, even in our league, Travis, like, I'm three and seven, and I looked at today, like, I could still make the playoffs. Yeah, it just depends what league you're. Like, there, there are some. I know there's are some, and because me and Jer are in two leagues together, there's a couple teams I think in each league that are technically like out of the playoffs or like ruled out. But still, like, why not try to win and spoil yeah. a playoff push for another team? Yeah. So with that being said, that that means it's your time to pick up these players, pick up your dark horses, start them. So with that being said, yeah, I have, I have two big, I two of my starts are players that are easily available. So yeah, I have, I, I always like doing deep dives in these because the worst case scenario, you're losing out on a few points on a high upside player. Yep. Uh, My start, I'll just go at my start for QB, Jameis Winston. That's mine too. Boom, pick him up. Like I said, dude, led the league in passing yards last year, playing the worst-ranked defense in the Atlanta Falcons against fantasy quarterbacks. The only downside is that they might limit what he can do, which is what you were talking about earlier. I doubt it against St. Atlanta. I mean, they, they're pretty good against St. Atlanta, always have been. Um, Sean Payton is never a guy to shy away. 
I wouldn't worry about them limiting him. I would worry about them putting Taysom Hill in the offense a lot more, which I think we might see. Um, but even but then, I, I think they might be doing like uh, flip passes or dump offs to Taysom Hill, which will get Winston points. I mean, that fucking boy is fun to watch play, isn't he? He is, but I, I love watching Taysom Hill, but he is not ever going to be like a featured player in an offense. He doesn't have to be. He's making millions of dollars doing that shit, so why not? And it's cool. Like, that's cool. I love how they use him because uh, I feel like they do the perfect amount of, like, not using him too much but also getting him involved enough. Yeah. So, mine is also James Winston for my start at quarterback. Um, no need to go into it. There's not a lot of stats. I just think they're playing Atlanta, who sucks. So, you know, if you need a streamer this week, you might do that. You can imagine it'll be picked up in a lot of leagues. Which is what I might do because I have my quarterback as the quarterback I'm choosing to sit. He's my quarterback in the league. I'm choosing to sit uh, Deshaun Watson this week for Houston. Um, he struggled last week against Cleveland. I know the conditions weren't ideal. Um, but the Pat secondary has been really one of the biggest bright spots of that team this year. Um, J.C. Jackson, the McCourty twins, they're, they're, they're pretty solid. Um, I have a feeling this is going to be a low-scoring affair, and Deshaun Watson is not going to score a lot of fantasy points in this one. So sit Deshaun Watson this week, and if you have him, maybe pick up Jameis Winston for that for that one, that one league sub. All right, don't mind it. QBs, you should sit. Um, I have one that's like not necessarily like one of your main starters that you would sit, but more of like if a guy that you're debating on or if you need to sit, Jared Goff. Uh, like I said, he's probably not like your QB one, but at the same time, I made the mistake. I streamed him last week. Couldn't even put up a single fucking touchdown versus Seahawks. Like if you can't score against Seahawks, you don't deserve to be in, in my lineup this week. He's playing um, Tampa, Bay. Tampa Bay. So I would just go on the train of never start Jared Goff the rest of the season. Yep. Don't mind that. Golf is just so streaky, so hit or miss. It's not even funny. Um, which rolls us into running back. My start at running back this week, you guys might flame me for because he didn't have a great week last week. But I'm going to go with Mike Davis in Carolina. Um, now, like I said, I scooped Davis up last week because one of our buddies dropped him, which was because he thought McCaffrey's back for good. I scooped Davis up, started him. Didn't do great. I still won, thankfully. I was very disappointed in his performance. But he plays Detroit this week, who's worse in the league against fantasy running backs. I think they're going to need to establish the run game because if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have a run game, that offense is just so flat. So they know they're going to have to get it going. Um, so if you are we're thinking about benching him this week because you scooped up on waivers and you had a bad week, don't keep him in your lineup. Give him one more week. I think he's going to have a solid week this week against Detroit. Well, I believe Teddy Bridgewater's out. So that might not – I don't know if that could help or hurt Mike Davis. I think it helps because Teddy Bridgewater runs a lot. I think they yeah, go to more of a See, pro-style offense with um, – who is their fucking backup? Is it? It's not Kyle Allen because that's who it used to be. Is it Will Greer? I don't know. I don't think it's Will Greer. I think it was someone else that came in uh, last week. Someone that's not like your typical who you think would be a backup quarterback. It's okay. Philip Walker. Yeah, the XFL dude. Ooh. Which they didn't really do great with. But regardless, 
uh, Mike Davis was kind of trending downward in his last few weeks. That he had the starting role. Maybe he can pick it up again against a Detroit team who's terrible against the running backs. My start, somebody who has been really picking it up, or really, honestly, last week, Naheem Hines. Uh, I mean, he plays – sorry. He plays Green Bay, bad against the run. Naheem Hines, they've been featuring him a lot more of like a Alvin Kamara-type deal out of the backfield. Gets a lot of those dump-off passes. Uh, Phillip Rivers, you know, he is the ultimate check-down man. So, I don't think it takes much for Naheem Hines to have a big day because I think he finds the end zone against Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Phillip Rivers looks like he's throwing a fucking cinder block out there, so he can't throw it very far anyway, so. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, they are like punishing him for fumbling it. Yeah, he like, fumbles dude, it, dude. The dude fumbles it a fucking lot. Let's be honest. So they try to keep it out of his hand. Like Naheem Hines gets the ball to run. A, like they split it between Taylor, Hines, and Wilkins, but any receiving down basically goes to Naheem Hines, which yeah. is huge. It is. Um, I like that. Let's roll into our running back sits. Mine is going to be anyone in the Denver backfield, whether it's Melvin Gordon, whether it's Philip Lindsay. Thinking about starting them, fucking don't. One, they play the Miami Dolphins this week. I know they let up 100, almost 100 yards to what's his fucking dick last week. It's probably going to be like 50, like, it'll probably be split up. Like, Philip Lindsay will have a big run. Melvin Gordon will have like 40, 50 yards. Well, my thing is, is, is if so if Drew Locke doesn't play this week, the Dolphins are going to let Brett Rippon beat him with the pass, which he won't. And they're going to load the box. They're going to bring that pressure from all different sides of the ball like they can. We've seen the last few weeks. They disguise their blitzes so well. I just don't see anyone on that in that Denver backfield getting going whether it's Gordon or Lindsay and they're both splitting carries. Like I don't think that when's the last time either one of those had more than either one of those guys had more than 10 carries. It's been a few weeks. It's just, you you should just cut your ties with the Denver backfield all, all together. Yeah. I mean, you got it at this point, like it's just hurting your team more. Uh, Phil Lindsay hasn't had more than nine carries since week six. Now is the only week that he had double digit carries. Uh, they, I, they're just killing the team. You got to have an identity in the backfield. I don't care what you say. Uh, my sit this week is going to be Ronald Jones against the LA Rams. Now, you might be thinking, like, you're not going to sit Ronald Jones, 10th ranked running back, what he did last week. But I feel like last week was an anomaly. It was the second highest week. He had 23 and a half points. Uh, he's only I had, had him last week. Yeah, he's only had four double digit points point weeks all year long against the Rams. They're going to have to mix things up. They have a brutal offense or defensive front. Uh, so I feel like they're going to feature a lot of Leonard Fournette, you know, rolling out of the backfield for passes. It's just not going to work out for Ronald Jones this week. He's not going to have the week he did last week. And I will go as far as saying he's going to score single digit points. So Travis, that puts me up to in a tough predicament. Okay. Let's play a little bit of scenario ball here. In our in my league, you're in this league too, but I'm not playing this week, so so we're okay. Um, I got Dalvin Cook and Mike Davis as my, as my starting running backs. Right now, I have Ronald Jones in the flex, and I have Melvin Gordon on the bench. I have Tyree Kill and Deontay Johnson play wide receiver. 
My other options to put in the flex would be Jarvis Landry or Devontae Parker or Jamal Williams. I wouldn't do Devontae Parker because the Broncos have a good secondary. Jamal Williams, very sketchy. Jarvis Landry, on the other hand, is playing the Eagles. I would highly – I would. that's just more upside, I feel like, for me. But Jarvis, Jarvis hasn't found the end zone. Jarvis hasn't, Jarvis hasn't caught a touchdown all year, so he, he's due. But he also hasn't had a double-digit week since week five. I feel like whoever you start at either of those isn't going to get you big points. So it's just who you want to root for, who you like more, who you think can get more points. I yeah. don't know. I would go with Jarvis just because I would – I like to, like, physically root for who I have on my team. I'm not obviously going to start, like, fucking Drew Locke as my quarterback every week. But yeah. in terms of who's going to score more points or who could score more points, Jarvis Landry's due for a big week. Like, he's due. It, well, he hasn't caught a touchdown all year. And he always catches at least four, I think. I think his career low is three. Um so you're right, he's due. I just thought that was interesting you said that because I said to sit the Denver backfield, and I usually – I've been starting Melvin Gordon, my flex, and right now – and you said sit Ronald Jones, and I have Ronald Jones in there. So, obviously, those are off the table. I just wanted to hear your thoughts. So, maybe something to look, look more into. But if you're in that predicament, maybe look at streaming, you know, one of these running backs or one of these receivers we're going to talk about. So, let's, let's roll into receiver. Um, my start at receiver this week is going to be Christian Kirk for Arizona. Um, Whew. Yeah, that's I know Hopkins gets open all the, for a big play. Yep, I mean, that's what it is. But guess what? Seattle gives up those big plays. They have they are the worst against receivers in the league against fantasy. They give up so many big plays. That secondary sucks. Jamal Adams, they're playing him as a safety. When he's not, he's truly a nickel linebacker, and they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, you know, Christian Kirk has those, has those big days, and I see one of them coming this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy who really you just, you can afford to start him in your flex position. I mean, like that's just what it is. That's Chris Collinsworth. Um, it's my Chris Collinsworth impression. It's probably <laughs> shitty, but I've been drinking all all night long. So my start. <laughs> no, at, you, you nailed it with the. Well, you're talking about a guy, and he's he's the ringleader of the party. He's the guy that lets people into the party. He is the bouncer. He is the one that is going to start the party. Christian Kirk is is your party starter. Oh, man. I love and hate Christian Collinsworth at the same time. All right. My start at wide receiver, and I want to say Jared hasn't been one of these leagues, so you might like it. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously. He is hot right now, playing Jacksonville, who – has a questionable at best defense against fantasy wide receivers. This is why I say start Deontay Johnson. He has scored double-digit points in three of his last four weeks, but in the last two weeks, he's had 10 and 11 targets. Like, he has just eaten up the targets. And from what it seems like, Pittsburgh over the last two weeks is refusing to run the ball. They're not running the ball. They're doing the same thing they did back when they had Le'Veon Bell when they had a huge run threat, they're letting Ben Roethlisberger throw like 40, 50 passes a game. Well, because so, James Conner's been kind of soft this year. I know. It's just they the, how they run their offense is really weird. It's very questionable. But as a fantasy owner, you cannot think about benching this guy because his upside 
is ginormous with what he can do, not only when he catches the ball, but after he catches the ball. But yeah, so that was my example. I was just saying in the league where I have the Ronald Jones, Melvin Gordon flex controversy, my receivers are Tyree Kill and Deontay Johnson. So I got Parker Landry in the bench I could start. So that's probably an option. But I love that. Um, shout out to whoever fucking dropped him in that league. I don't know who it was, but they dropped him. I picked his ass up and he's been fire ever since. So I mean, I don't doubt it. He had a very, very, very slow start to the season. Like, on and off injury, not getting in the game, not getting any targets. Uh, but now it seems like he's back, especially when you got to think about putting a corner on both Juju and Chase Claypool. Deontay Johnson's like that third third fiddle. Yep, exactly. And you also have Eric Ebron you got to worry about. So there's, there's, there's a lot in that offense. Um, so move on to a wide receiver sit. Mine's going to be A.J. Brown for Tennessee. Um, I mean, Tennessee's a fraud. I called the beginning of the year. Um, he's actually starting in 80% of the leagues right now, which is asinine to me. He scored less than three points last week. Um, and he plays Baltimore this week, which is fourth best against fantasy wide receivers. And like I said, Tennessee's finally being exposed. I just don't think he's going to be a, a good start the rest of the way. All right. Don't mind it. Never been an A.J. Brown guy, uh, but I respect him. My sit is going to be – Travis Fulgham this week. I'm sitting him. I own him in both leagues. Uh, I, I'm going to sit him in both, I do believe. I know it's a promising matchup because he plays Cleveland, but you cannot get burned with him again. If he sits on your bench, scores a touchdown, gets, you know, 9 to 12 points, so be it. But you cannot have another week where he comes out, gets one catch, scores you 1.3 points, because the fact of the matter is he's had just decreasing targets over the last few weeks. This Eagles receiving core is getting healthier. Carson Wentz is seeming to spread the ball out more, even though he sucks cock, uh, which is another reason why you just have to bench him until he shows his promise again. Like he had those four to five weeks where he was killing it. Now he's kind of coming back down to reality. So I just don't trust them. I started him last week and I'm going to bench him. There you go. That's your bench. Yeah, I mean, again, shout out, we said Sean Malone's name on this on this episode once already. He even called it a few weeks ago. He's like, what's going to happen to Fulgham whenever Rieger and all those guys come back? So well, the, got- the sad thing is, is that Djax isn't even back yet. Like, Rieger and uh, Greg Ward – Kind of took up a lot of the targets last last week. Well now, well now you got Goddard still in the lineup, and Ertz is supposed to come back this week too. So that's even more shares that are going to go away from him. Yeah, I mean it's just it's not looking good. Like a definitely not a drop, but just kind of a stash away until yeah. he gets back in that lineup with full. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Full activity going. I agree. Um, move on to tight ends. Let's, uh, let's roll with these and then got one more thing to talk about before the generous digest. Tight end start. Mine's going to be Logan Thomas for Washington. Um, only starting in 17% of leagues, only owned in 30. So it's very – he's probably available in your league. He's a big tight end, uh, tight end or bust type of player. But he's playing against Cincinnati, who is second worst in the league against fantasy tight ends. And I think he finds the end zone this week because you'll find out later that I think that uh, ten, that uh, Washington-Cincinnati game is going to be a little high scoring. So check for Logan Thomas if you need a tight end this week. All right. Tight ends are so tough because there's only really a handful that are ever going to. This is a huge stream, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I totally feel that. Mine, not a big stream, but one that I know is available in one of my leagues. Jared Cook, uh, he's playing Atlanta. This goes along with my Jameis Winston pick. Like, Jameis Winston is very familiar with throwing to tight ends. Tampa Bay, he had O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait. Uh, no, it's another one in there somewhere, but he's very familiar with throwing the tight ends. So I think this is, could be a game that Jared Cook has yet another touchdown because we all know he's very touchdown reliant. Other than that, there's just not really a lot of tight ends that you could say, Hey, stream this guy because nobody is going to put up like the points that your tight end ones are going to do. Yeah, no, I hear you. So, um, like that, Jared Cook. Never forget that play with the Rams when he had a touchdown and he got fucking bopped out of his goddamn hands by that safety on Seattle. It was yeah, he's known for having notoriously bad fumbles anyway, so yeah. it doesn't surprise me. Do have, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I do have Jared Cook's autograph. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> my tight end sit is a guy I've told you to start when he was very – he wasn't known at all. And now he's like kind of a big, big, big name. Oh, Bob Tanyan, Robert Tanyan for Green Bay. Um, it's actually Tanyan. Oh, really? Like Funyan? Tanyan, like Funyan with a T. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but uh, I think you should set him this week. Uh, I love, I love this guy. I think he's going to be finally Aaron Rodgers has a tight end in Green Bay, but Indy's defense is just too good. He's coming off a four-point performance against Jacksonville at home. And to me, that isn't enough to kind of put him in your lineup. So if you have Tanyan, we're, Tanyan, we're, we're relying on him. Maybe stash him, pick up Logan Thomas. Jared Cook, if he's available, who knows. But I just think you, he should be on your bench this week. Yeah, uh, you're going to need to look for another streamer because this is probably a guy that you have starting to sit Noah Fant this week against the Dolphins. Uh, it, it only doesn't help. Even if Drew Locke does play, Noah Fant this year has just not been healthy. Like, I feel like every other time he catches the ball, he goes limping off the field. It's it's crazy. It's like clockwork. The dude limps off the field once a week. And not to knock the guy, because I love him. I love Drew Locke. I love the Broncos. I love to root for him. But it's just hard to keep him in your fantasy lineup when he's been so injury prone and it, even if he has Brett Rippon throw them to him, that's a whole nother reason to bench him. Yeah. I, when you say, I'm, it's crazy you say that because that, that's what I was, what I was going to interject and say is like every time I see Noah Fant catch a ball, he comes like, like 
It's not just like it, he walks out the field. Ginger. He calls someone in. He like limps off the field. Yeah, it's like ginger. Like he can't even put his weight. I think it's on his right side. So I'm wondering if it's like a hip, a back. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be something where I see it coming. He's gonna have to have surgery this off season to fix it. It's gonna be. He he reminds me of Gronk. I think it's. I think it might be a back thing. It whatever it is, it's something that's not like known to the public. But it is something that's like very wrong. Well, it's not known to the public, but it's definitely known to the locker room. Probably also, like they haven't said anything. They haven't come out and been like because usually they'll put in a, the practice or injury report like didn't practice because of this. But like they're hiding something with no fan. Yeah, absolutely. I love that one. That's a great one. Um, so that rounds out our start sit for week eleven. Again, you got three weeks to turn this shit around, get in the playoffs, begin that playoff push. We'll probably do. One more start sit for week 13 after Turkey Day to give you guys that final week of the year. Um, but with that being said, let's roll into our last topic real quick before we go into the generous digest. A little bit of gambling here. Um, UFC 255 is this weekend. The card is very meh, if I have to say so. Um, it would have been cool if our boy Cody Garbrandt was going to end up fighting in it, but he's not um, for the 125-pound belt, which is featherweight. It, would, it wouldn't be a Cody Garbrandt fight if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> I know I know he's going to come back. But anyway, there's two belts on the line. Um, one is the flyweight belt for the men's. The other one is the featherweight belt for the women's, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, between the flyweight. It's, they're both flyweight. They both are. So flyweight for the men's. I can't say that one dude's name. Devison Figueredo. Figueredo versus Alex Perez. And then for the women's flyweight, you got Valentina Shevchenko versus Jennifer Maya. You also got might be, might be the biggest favorite I've ever seen in a UFC fight. It's crazy. It is insane. Minus four minus one thousand four fifty. Like you you wouldn't even bet on that. No. So real and there, there there's a few other car, there's a few other fights on there. I do have both of the main of I have the co-main and the main on my picks that I like. I also have another another fight in there. Um, Travis and all your boy Brandon Royval's fight fighting on this card. Do you have him in, in your picks? We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm gonna kind of just look at these and spit them off as I like them because I couldn't really make picks on it because, like you said, this card is just all Man. over the place. Yeah. So we're gonna do three quick, three quick favorite slash value bets for UFC 253. My first one is the fight before the co-main. So it's the third fight on the main card. It's uh, Platinum Mike Perry versus Tim Means. I'm going to go Mike Perry by TKO plus 170. All right. Well, my my uh, my first pick was Tim Means. I don't, I don't hate that. Like, I picked Perry because of the value at TKO. Yeah, Mike Perry's just psychopath. Dude's got a lot of things wrong with him. Yeah. And uh, he's going into this fight. He's got a dude and his pregnant wife in his corner. The dude's never saw listen. that. Yeah. And uh, it's just – it's weird how he's got things going. Tim Means has a four-inch reach. He's – you know, he's fought 43 fights uh, professionally. It's a better takedown average. He has a better submission average. I just think that Mike Perry just gets a little out of control and Tim Means takes advantage of that. What is his odds? Is it plus? It's plus 130. 
There you go. So Travis likes Tim Means straight up. I like Mike Perry by TKO plus 170. Losing my second, um, my second, you know, favorite or value bet on the card. Um, I like Valentina Shevchenko to win, but by decision, which is plus 210 over Jennifer Maya. Jennifer Maya goes to a lot of decisions. If you guys know, you guys, does that name ring a bell? She has some relation to Damian Maya, I believe, who is a very good grand. I have no idea. I, I tried to look that up before. I have no idea what that relationship is. I mean, it's, there's got very, very, very distant. Because they're both Brazilian. I get Maya as a Brazilian name, but. There's got to be something there, right? And if not, they probably train together. I, if you look at Jennifer Maya's like, like fight history, though, a lot of them go to decision. Even though she might lose, a lot of them do. I don't think she wins this fight, but I don't think she gets her ass kicked either. So I like Shevchenko by decision, and that is plus 210. So, All right. I am going to do a the first fight on the, on the main card. It's a light heavyweight bout. Um, I'm doing Paul Craig, and I'm just going to do him straight up. I know it's minus 170, but it's not bad. You might look at his opponent, Mauricio Rua, who has a better takedown average. Paul Craig is much better on the ground physically. Um, his submission average is way higher. In fact, almost a whole point higher than Mauricio. So I think Paul Craig grinds this one out on the ground. Maybe he gets a submission. That could be another bet to look into. But Paul Craig minus 170 is my second one. Okay. All right. Like that deep dig. Um, my last one is going to be the main event, De- uh, Devison Figueredo, the current flyweight champion with the men, 125 pounds. Um, he's fighting Alex Press. I'm going to take him by TKO at minus 130. All right. I mean, a knockout as a favorite is crazy. Well, he's minus so, 310 straight he's, up. He's so. an animal. Yeah. He just he, – I mean, he beat the shit out of uh, Benavidez. So, Alex Perez taking this fight as a guy who really honestly – I mean, not to say he doesn't deserve it, but he wasn't even in line for it. Yeah. Not a bad pick. Uh, my third pick, going to what Jared said, Brandon Royval. He didn't take it. He's my dude. I've taken him a lot. He is the underdog at plus 160, but he is an animal on the ground. Uh, 3.19 submission average. So I think he just gets on the ground and does his work. Love me some fighters who are wrestlers. So yeah, I'll say yeah. He kind of reminds me of of an older um, Thug Nasty. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner just i mean he's only 12 and 4 in his career like he's a young dude yeah but like like that's what i'm saying he reminds me of thug nasty who just 
you, he's gonna, I'm, I'm looking, I'm going to take you to the ground. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fucking submit you. Like, not to mention, he has a 100% takedown percentage. There you go. So there's our yes. three. Yeah. And, and his nickname is Raw Dog. So <laughs> you can't, you can't not bet against him. That not is, bet on him. That is amazing. So um, I know this intro probably went on way longer than we expected. Um, we did, but some- we've been trying to keep our dinners digest a little shorter anyway, so it works. We are going to condense this because I'm going to roll through it. Don't have a lot of stats. We'll take a break. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. The Generous Digest, Jarrett and the... Don't want to be mean, not trying to be rude. Maybe one of the worst skids, personally, we've had in a, in, in a month-long like betting period since we started the podcast. So Yeah, so this was also, I will say, since we started keeping track of units, yes. If we're going by record-wise, maybe not. Because I think I'm just, like, honestly, I think I'm putting the wrong amount of units on the wrong games. Because, like, I lost like about seven, eight units last week, but I had lost six of them on one game because I, yeah, I, I mean, you're, I'm not trying to say fade Jared cause he's going to get hot one of these weeks, negative 33 units in a month. I mean, that's, it's a bad, it's a bad month. We all have, we've all been there. We've all owed, owed the bookie paid the sports book, you know, some money in the past. So, don't if, we fade all, if we were all good at this, we wouldn't be working. You'd be just getting rich off this. I'm just looking to make a little bit of cash to fund my alcohol problem. Not for me. I've always been, I've always been the guy that says, uh, regardless of if I like, it's an opportunity for me to win money, but it is, I'm paying for entertainment. So what's the difference for me sitting at home on a Saturday and Sunday? Cause you think about it, it's the whole weekend losing a couple hundred bucks, a hundred bucks, 50 bucks, watching two days of football and like caring about it. Cause otherwise like would I really care about a game that's not my own team. Not really. So that's how I look at it. Uh, regardless of the fact Jarrett looks to get back on track this week. I look to get better while I've just been kind of maintaining around zero units. So Thursday night football. We'll say, guys, remember, I was hot at the beginning of the year, cooled off. Like Travis said, it's bound to happen again. Not saying it's going to be this week, but it's bound to happen again. That's yeah, I mean, we're finally, we're finally negative in units on the football season. So hopefully we can, hopefully we can us, bounce that back to positive by the end of the year. It took us 10 weeks to get there. I would say, I would count that as a win, to be honest with you. <laughs> it took us 10 weeks to start losing money. Boom. Fuck yeah. Exactly. All right. Thursday night football. Primetime games as usual. Should be a good one. We've already seen this primetime matchup before, just on a different day. Arizona at Seattle. Seattle's three-point favorites over under 
57 and a half. Um, I'll, I'll roll it off. I got Arizona plus three. I like I'm it. Two, I'm doing two units on it. Just think with the way Seattle's been playing, I don't think that they're capable of having a convincing win. Like, regardless of if Arizona loses, loses the spread or not, it's going to be close. Like, Seattle cannot win against a good team by a convincing amount of points. It's a division rival. It's going to be a close game. Uh, but you know what? It's gonna, I guarantee you it's going to come back to bite me. Russell Wilson's going to burn me the one time I bet against him. Just, you just watch and see. Don't agree with you there because Russell Wilson has burned me the last, what is it, two weeks. Um, I like that pick, Travis, and that's what I was leaning. And then when I called you earlier, I was like, hey, Travis, do we have to pick the spread or the over-under? Can I do team totals? And you said, I don't give a fuck. Do what you want to do. So my pick is neither the spread nor the over-under. I'm doing the under on Seattle points because it's at 30 and a half which seems a lot astronomically high for a team that has been trending downward and an Arizona defense that I know can ratchet it up at any, at any given time. They now have the division lead. They know have to, they know they have to win this game to keep that division lead. And I just think that's going to happen. Um, I think that both these could hit Arizona plus three and Seattle under 30 and a half. That's a two drunk brothers special. I got one and a half units on the Seattle under of 30 and a half. All right, I have two on Arizona plus three. Move I would like to mention, this is very random, but I always highlight the teams that I pick in their color. A lot of red this week. Ooh. So, red heavy. I think keep that in mind. No, it's pointless to you. Sunday night, Chiefs minus six and a half at the Death Star, the Las Vegas Raiders, over under another high total of 57. Um, I'm going to just keep rolling into it. I have the Chiefs minus six and a half, but I only have one unit on it because it is a touchdown score. Raiders are division rivals. But I feel like deep down, the Raiders are a very, very deceiving six and three team. Um, I, I think that they're a little bit overrated, not to say that they shouldn't be uh, where they're at. But with the Chiefs and how they're playing within the last like four to five weeks, uh, they've seemed unstoppable. They got beat by the Raiders at home. No chance they lose to the Raiders on the road. Uh, but I know minus six and a half is just a little more than a win. I think they win a little more convincingly than they than they uh, could. You didn't sound very confident at all, so I'm glad you put one unit on it. Um, I'm also doing Chiefs minus six and a half. I'm actually doing two and a half units on this. This is the only other game in my entire slate that I have more than two units on besides my lock. Um, Andy Reid, here's a stat for y'all. He's 18-3 and three off a of bye week. Um, I think Mahomes is going to throttle a Vegas defense that has been playing a bit over their caliber as of late. They've, I think this line is way too close because of how Vegas has held teams to a low amount of points. But you're playing Kansas City come off a of bye, man. It's just a whole other beast. I just don't see it happening. Give me Chiefs minus 6.5 at 2.5 units. All right, you sound convincing. I just – Chiefs has burned me. The Chiefs have burned me on decently high spreads. Uh, anything over three and a half, I consider a high, a high spread. Yeah. So, I'm just – that's why I laid one. Monday night game, though, we have the Rams at the Bucks. 
solid slate of primetime games this week. The Bucks are three and a half point favorites, and the over/under is only forty-seven and a half. I leaned so many different ways on this game. Like I, I started typing out one way, and I switched it. I switched to the Bucks minus three and a half, two units. I said to sit Jared Goff, and I can't hit an over/under to save my life right now. So I'm going with the team with the higher upside. Jared Goff sucks. The Bucks defense is good when I don't bet on them. So let's just hope that they stay solid and that Tom Brady doesn't pull a stunt like he did against the Saints. But I just could not bring myself to bet on the Rams here because Tom Brady does play well against Jared Goff and the Rams. Think about Super Bowl. I mean, he didn't play well that his defense did. But – and guess who was coaching that defense then? Not the same person. But I just think the Rams is too <laughs> overrated. Uh, no, I mean, offense is very like they don't have a running back uh, guy to go to. Like they have a three-headed back that they don't really know who the identity is. Jared Goff, I think, is just not good. Yeah, I don't hate it. Like I was with you. I was like I looked at all four of these every single different way. Tried to try to convince myself to do one of them. I don't love on, That's why I'm only doing one unit on it. I'm also doing one unit on this game. I'm not super confident. I'm doing one unit on the over 47 and a half. Um, it just seems a little low to me. I know both these defenses are very, very good. Um, but I think their offenses can also score. I think Tom Brady and Bruce Arians will draw up something, scheme something up to score on that Rams defense. I don't think – because it's not like Seattle where they have such a one-dimensional receiving core. You have on Tampa Bay, you have Mike Evans, you have Chris Godwin, you have Gronk, you have Scotty Miller, you got Lennon Fournette, you got Ronald Jones. I think they can scheme something up and score some points. And on the other side of the ball, Mastermind McVay knows the fuck he's doing. He can probably scheme something up and score some points. Now, that's why that's why McVay couldn't score a damn passing touchdown against the Seahawks because he's such a mastermind, huh? <laughs> that's true. Who knows? I think both these I think both of our picks could hit though. I'm not gonna say to tease them both because that's been a nightmare for us in the past. Yeah. But we're staying knows? far away far away from the teaser games on both of our opposing picks. Because I don't think either of them have hit this year. No. Um so over 47 and a half, one unit for me. Not confident at all. Not confident at all. I, I would just be more interested in watching the game, honestly. Might honestly be more of a play where you put out a, a uh, DFS lineup for a single game. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we pick them because we told you to pick the, pick the primetime games, but not a huge fan of that one in any, any way. Absolutely. All right. Upset of the week. Mine. Saturday at 6.30. PM, I did. I tell you what, man, I have been so hot in college. I don't want to change myself, but I'm doing Liberty. Yes, at NC State. Liberty, yes. number twenty-one in the country, plus one forty-five. Yeah, yeah. Quit sleeping on Liberty. Whoever's making these lines, they're ranked for a reason. They have a top twenty-five defense. Meanwhile, NC State is hovering right around the hundred ranked defense in the country. So near the bottom with given how many teams have played football, 
you got to quit making Liberty the underdog, man. Against these low-rent ACC teams, Liberty's offense is for real. Hugh Freeze is for real. Their defense can do it all. Like, they are such a slept-on team. It's unbelievable. How many units? I've been on them. I've been on them since fucking week one. Yep. How many? How many units? I'm only doing one, just because it's an underdog. I don't want to. I don't want to risk the whole bank on it. That's my same pick, and I'm doing a unit and a half, baby. I mean, at some like I literally wrote the same thing. At some point, in Vegas is going to stop making Liberty dogs on the road against mediocre Power Five schools because yep. Hugh Freeze is going to shock the world week in and week out. I think he wants a fucking Power Five job back, and that's how he's coaching. So this is to me. I mean, the, how many times do we have the same lock and or and or upset of the week? Rarely ever. Not often. I mean, people were talking about Malik Wills, uh, the the quarterback of Liberty, being like a potential like draft steal, and his draft stocks rising. Like the dude can throw, the dude can run. He's like a he's like a Lamar Jackson that can throw better. And has like just a better football IQ, but he just doesn't play in the high quality conference. Yeah, I mean, maybe get the opportunity too. But like I said, Liberty's ranked number twenty-one in the country for a reason. Yep, exactly. There we go. Upset of the week, lock of the week. I'll roll into it just in case we have the same one. Um, are you doing it? Do Miami. Me too. Miami minus three Sunday at three o'clock. 305 first the Broncos. I'm doing four units. I'm doing three. I'm sick. I'm sick of the Dolphins' disrespect. Um, the Broncos are just beat up. I don't care if they have their secondary, their defense back. Their O line is horrendous. If Drew Locke is out, I can only see this line moving to like five and five and a half. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when you guys hear this, like can we, can me and you lock this in now? Like at three. I don't care what it is. I, I think it's I think minus three is solid if Drew Lock even plays. I will lock it in even more at five, five and a half if Brett Ribbon is announced a starting quarterback. Cause it could get ugly in a hurry. Um they just they have not looked good. Brett Ribbon under pressure will only be even worse. Yeah, I mean like I said earlier, Miami dials up those fucking pressures and those those blitzes like Brian Flores is a defensive genius. Like the way he disguises McCain and Brandon Jones coming through the box like that. And then not to mention Agba and um, who's Jack your, Lawson. Jack Lawson. Like those guys were killer off the edge. We we're going to get Christian Wilkins back this week. <laughs> Even Raquan Davis stepped in big, the, the rookie. I mean, I mean, it's just a, it's a bad week to play the Dolphins when you're banged up. I mean, we're only getting better. Broncos are are getting more hurt and hurt, and I just got to think of it as like, if you're a Broncos fan, you just got to consider the season a wash with the amount of injuries and everything you've had. I if I'm if I mean personally, if I'm Drew Locke, I don't want to play this week. No, because you're gonna get banged up even more. Yeah, with so the, with three. I'm doing three. You you got it at minus three. I, earlier I saw it at three and a half. Uh, it just depends where you get it at three, three and a half. I would, I would buy it down to three for four units, but I guarantee you come Thursday, when we put these lines out, it's going to be at four, four and a half. 
I will still do it. I think I, I think if we can beat the Chargers by that, we can beat the Broncos by that. I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable at three personally. So, but we'll we'll readjust. What I'm doing right now, Dolphins minus three at three units is my lock of the week. Yeah, our lock huge. So we had same lock, same upset. Let's roll into our five additional. Cap this thing off. I got four college picks. I got three additional college picks for y'all this week. All right, Saturday, eleven o'clock, Houston at SMU. SMU is three point favorites at home. Doing them two units. I know they choked Bro. away the game last. Dude, they choked it away. Me and Jared. I no, 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 no. You got we we have too many similar picks this week. You have this too. Yes. Oh, this could either go really good or really bad. Uh, SMU, me and Jarrett were drinking on Saturday for his birthday. Shout out Jarrett, 29 years old now. Uh, thought, I mean, it was 24-7 at halftime. Choked it the fuck away. Didn't score a point in the second half against Tulsa. Tulsa is known to have a good defense, though. On the other hand, SMU's defense, or Houston's defense is horrible. As a matter of fact, they're better on – Houston is worse on both sides of the ball than SMU. And I don't yeah. think SMU is losing two in a row. No, absolutely not. That's my thing. SMU seven and two. They can still win this conference. How many units do you have? I, I have two on this game. SMU minus three. Two as well. Okay. Um, SMU seven and two. They can still win this conference with some help. Houston's three and three. They've only scored 11 touchdowns in six games. Are you fucking shitting me? Like, plus, Travis, this, this would make you feel better. As of when I checked this at like probably four o'clock this afternoon, 57% of the public money was on Houston. So that bodes well for us, I think. Yeah, it does. And I'm going to roll into my next game, which I'm pretty sure you probably have too. It's another 11 a.m. game on Saturday. It's Appalachian State at number 15, Coastal Carolina. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Coastal Carolina's five and a half point favorites. I'm taking them two units. Me too. Yes. App State. App State is one in six against the spread this year. If you're that bad against the spread, you're dead to me. You can't be one in six against the spread facing the number 15 in the country. You can't do it. Especially you can't do that and keep it a one score game. Coastal Carolina minus five and a half at home. Boom. Yep. Same thing. Me, two units. Um, I think this team's on a mission. I think they could honestly fight for a potential – like they could be in a conversation for a that fourth playoff spot if some crazy shit happens. They yeah, probably won't get it, but they deserve it. Also, their coach, Will Muschamp, which, hey, by the way, wasn't that crazy he got fired in South Carolina? I mean, the dude's done nothing. Yeah. Nothing there. So he got fired in South Carolina. Guess where Coastal Carolina is located at? It is in – Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Yeah. People are big. Crazy story. I don't mean to interrupt you. Went on vacation at Myrtle Beach a couple of years ago. Took an Uber. Uh, my Uber driver was Dustin Johnson's real estate agent. That was this past summer. Crazy. Two years ago. Oh, yeah, it was. You're right. You're right. Dustin Johnson's a- real estate agent was my Uber driver. That guy must have been jonesing for some money or something. Who fucking knows? But anyway. Old as shit. Um... I've been I've been there as well. I've passed by the university. People are pegging this guy to be like the next South Carolina coach. 
So he's probably coaching for a bigger job. If he takes I mean, if he takes a shots to undefeated, I mean that's insane. That's what I'm saying. Like you're you took Coastal Carolina, a team that wasn't even on the map to number fifteen in the country now. Like this is their this is their break their coming out season. This is like um he reminds me of a lot of uh of, of Drinkwitz. Like Yeah. Yeah. And what better to do it against uh, his former team, Drinkwitz yep. former team. Love it. I'm afraid that one of my next two games you have is your third college game. Both of them are 230. So my eighth pick, 230 game, number seven, Cincinnati at UCF. You might have my other one. Uh, number seven, Cincinnati, six-point favorites at UCF. I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking the favorites this week. Cincy, minus six, doing another two units on it because I do two units on all my college games. Don't care how good UCS offense is because Cincinnati's defense is just so fucking legit. Uh, they're seventh in the country in like fighting, begging for an undefeated season in hopes to make to the college football playoff because I think they could do it. Yeah, they they're definitely averaging, do. They're averaging only 12 points allowed per game. Um, now, I'm not saying they're going to completely shut down UCF, but I think their, their defense is going to do a good enough job to put their offense on the field field because UCF's defense is not good at all yeah so since he minus six fighting for a spot in that college football playoff yeah they they, talking about a team that can get it they're number seven they're right there it can absolutely happen um I've liked since all year like them you just can't afford you cannot afford to lose this game no absolutely I like that pick um my my third additional game it's also my third and last college pick it's also a 2.30 game at Saturday. It's San Diego State at Nevada. It's not the same one. But the 4-0 Nevada Wolfpack are underdogs at home against San Diego State. And so I'm going to take, take Nevada straight up money line, plus 105, uh, one unit on it. They are – I think they're a legit team. Their quarterback is legit. Carson Strong, you haven't watched it. Um, the dude can sling it. And like I said, they're 4-0. I think they keep that alive at home this weekend. Um, they, have a, they have a destiny date, I feel like. And at the end of the year, they play San Jose State in, in their conference, who's currently also 4-0. It's the last game of the year. I just feel like that game is going to come to a head. They're both going to be undefeated. So Nevada's underdogs at home against San Diego State take them at one unit. Yeah, Pac-12 football is just – Not Pac-12, but yeah. Or not Pac- same Mountain West, whatever. That that whole the whole what like because the West Coast has been kind of migrating to football this year. It's been hard to bet on. Yeah, I will say that. So don't hate it, but I don't know enough about it to hop on board. My my last Saturday two thirty game, my last college game, uh, number ten Wisconsin at number nineteen Northwestern. Wisconsin is seven and a half point favorites, and I'm doing them. Two units rolling with the favorites this weekend. I know Northwestern has been good to me, but and I know their defense is good. But Wisconsin's defense is so good. Graham Mertz, nothing to joke about. Seven TDs, no picks. I mean, you're looking at a Wisconsin team who didn't even have their freshman quarterback that's played one game. They didn't even have him at practice all week, and they come in and they just completely roll Michigan. Yeah. Like a rival, Wisconsin's on a mission. They're number ten at two and zero. Another team who's looking at like, hey, we went out, we're in potential 
college football playoff talks. So Northwestern's been good, but their offense is just so spotty. Where I'm taking the seven and a half at Wisconsin. If you really want to buy it down to seven and feel comfortable, I would do that. Okay. Yeah, man, that that it's kind of like the similar thing with the touchdown we talked about earlier. It's just it's a little, it's a little scary to me. They've just been, dude. They've just been. I know they've only played two games, but they have absolutely blown out both teams they played. Yeah, I hear you there. Um, and, and I can't fade, and I can't ride Northwestern forever. It just comes a time where you got to fade them, and this is that week. There you go. Makes sense. Um, my last two picks are both NFL games. My first one is a is a team, another team under. Okay. Um, it's the Pats at the Texans at noon on Sunday. And I'm going to do the Pats under of 25 at one and a half units. Interesting. So I think the Texans could win this game. I think they will. I'm not. Good. I mean, they, they, they very well should. Yeah. I'm not confident enough to bet on them, but I still think the Pats could win this game and score in 25 points. The, their offense has been totally meh this year. And they've only scored 25 points three times this year and once in the last five games. So Pats under 25, one and a half units. The thing that helps with that is that the the Patriots don't have like those big plays. Yep. They they chunk it down the field. They take those six, seven minute drives down the field to score. So that's what helps that out a lot. I really like that. Yeah. My last pick, Sunday at noon, Eagles at Browns. Eagles minus three and a half or Browns minus three and a half at home. That's who I'm taking. I mean bite 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 down. I, that's what I would do. I don't even know, man. Like the Eagles are just so fucking bad. I mean, they're they're three five and one, three and five against the spread. If it comes down to a thing where Nick Chubb runs out of bounds again, then you get burned. So be it. But the Browns' defense lately has has been playing good the last couple of weeks. You know, they let up sixteen to the Raiders. They let up seven to the Houston Texans. If you can let up seven of the Houston Texans, I feel like you're in a pretty good spot heading into a matchup against the Eagles at home. Yeah. I almost included the Browns with a money line, like small money line parlay with two other teams on my picks this week, but decided not to do it. I don't hate it. I think the Eagles are bound for win at some point. Like that, that that's my thing. Like and the Browns are a total letdown team. But the Browns at the at on the other side of things, like They've been playing completely average football. They're on the brink of the playoffs. They can't really afford to lose anymore. Yeah. Now at home, if the weather's permitting, I think that they just throw all over the Eagles, which is why I told you to start Jarvis earlier. Yeah, we'll see. I hope so. I fucking hate the Eagles. Um, my last game, NFL game, um, I believe it's at noon. I didn't, I didn't write it down. I'm an idiot. Um it's the Cincinnati Bengals at the Washington football team. I'm going to be over a 45 and a half in this game at two units. It is at noon. Okay. Over 45 and a half on this game, two units. Overs in Bengals games this year have been pretty solid. Um, four and one in the last five. And Alex Smith, I feel like, is starting to, to get the rhythm of being the starting quarterback in that offense. You know, last week was his, his first full game. Um, you know, and so he's getting a little bit of fluidity underneath center there. Um, and I can see this one being semi-high scoring. You know, Joe Burrow was known to sling it. Two garbage time teams probably get some garbage time touchdowns. Over 45 and a half, two units there. 
All right. We're hoping for some some garbage football, but just a lot of points. Don't mind it. That's all. I mean, if you have garbage football and low scoring, that's the worst. So you might as well just score some damn points. Well, as long as the Pats keep it under 25, we'll go with that. So We have like four unanimous picks this week on games that we I wouldn't even think they would be unanimous. Like we didn't like obviously you guys know this we always we always pick them separately. But I do Travis, I will say this. In years past, in in weeks past, normally when we have unanimous picks that we don't know about, they usually turn out pretty fucking good. Like primetime games is it's pretty easy to get unanimous unanimous picks. Like random ones, like our lock, our upset, SMU, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, like, like four Four just completely random. Like we have, I don't even know. Like probably like fucking bored. 50, Sixty, yeah, games to pick from. We pick four of the same ones. Like, yeah, the last few weeks have been rough. That I mean, that only means some good. This shit's is it, baby. This is it. it. Only means some good shits coming our way. So you lock that in, and then when you're done locking that in, and you win some damn money, you head over to our store and you buy some damn merch because. Like I said, I see you people. I see you who are not buying shirts. I can see the orders you make, and I know what your taste is. So I'm coming for you. There we go. Well, that is episode 99. Real quick, another big like snippet preview. Announcement coming next week. On yeah, the- nothing big for you guys, but something like a – not only episode 100 for us, but another accomplishment for us to, to kind of celebrate and drink to. So what other than to have it on the podcast, let you guys know. Episode 100. Episode 100 on Turkey, on Turkey Week. So um, big gambling week. The stars are aligning. It is. So they're coming. I hope you all have a good weekend. Um, have a great time gambling. and Gamble responsibly. Yes, yeah, always bet responsibly, unlike me, but that's the way that's the way the cookie crumbles. And we'll see y'all next week. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.